Welcome back to Plastic Surgery Decoded, the podcast where we demystify plastic surgery and unpack it into relatable concepts. I'm your host, Dr. Regina Newham. In season one, we explored many cosmetic procedures, injectables, and skincare. Then in season two, we discussed reconstructive plastic surgery, including a few episodes on hand surgery. Now, if you're interested in hearing about any of those topics, please scroll back through the past episodes to find what intrigues you. And now, in this third season, we are tackling general questions that people have about plastic surgery. So today, we're talking about a consultation, your initial interaction with a plastic surgeon or plastic surgery office. It's good to know what to expect, and maybe more importantly, what to ask. Remember that this podcast reflects my experience and my opinion. It's not intended to give formal medical advice, but instead you can use it to gain insight, even if you're just curious. So settle in for a listen and enjoy. So maybe step one was deciding you are truly interested in a plastic surgical procedure. Then what is step two? Well, you make an appointment with the plastic surgeon for what's called a consultation. That's just a visit to talk about what you're thinking of changing and to learn more about the process. See what the options are and what's right for you individually. No worries, it doesn't commit you to anything. But without it, you'll never have a chance to reach step three, which is to actually undergo a procedure. Sounds pretty straightforward, and it is. But there's a bit more to it than that, and it's what I want to go over with you today. All along in this podcast, I've been stressing how the various episodes on specific procedure topics could teach you a fair amount so that when and if you do go for a consultation, you'll be better prepared and get more out of it. So it makes sense now to talk about the consultation itself. Let's delve into that a bit more, shall we? So you can feel comfortable with it and ready. We'll first start with what you could expect during a consultation. Then we'll discuss which questions you should be asking. What should you expect during an ideal consultation? Well, the information flow that occurs in a consultation experience may be similar to what I've tried to do with the topical podcast episodes of Season 1 about aesthetic procedures and Season 2 about reconstructive procedures. I encourage you to refer back to the couple of specific episodes which are pertinent to you as they can prepare you well for a future consultation. First off, The most basic thing you want to do is discuss your individual concerns and desires, and you'll be prompted to do this. You want your plastic surgical team to understand you individually so they can better guide you. Just because a procedure exists does not mean it's right for you. Naturally, going along with this is the physical exam of the face or body parts of concern. If the area to be treated is on the body, you may be asked to undress that part and get into a patient gown. Rest assured that these are professionals you're seeing, and it is their intention to protect your modesty. No one wants you to expose more than is necessary, but they do need to properly evaluate the area in question in order to give you their best advice. Along that line, pictures may be taken at this stage, as it is a convenient time when you are already undressed. Alternatively, or sometimes in addition, preoperative photos may be taken right before the procedure is performed but the advantage of at least having some pictures taken at the time of consultation is that the surgeon can easily refer back to them at any point prior to the date of surgery to be reminded of the starting point for changes to be made and therefore create a more accurate surgical game plan. 
Again, the pictures are stored in a protective fashion, and the viewpoints and cropping of the photos are designed to protect patient identity as much as possible. Now, if you're interested in more information about plastic surgery photos and what is done with them, please refer to episode 36. After the exam, it's time for your surgeon to give you their frank opinion about what is realistically possible to achieve. They will outline choices and recommendations tailored to your situation, and they will help steer you in the right direction of what is going to give you, in particular, the best outcome. Once the right procedure for you has been chosen, a realistic discussion of future expectations would likely ensue, so you know what needs to occur before surgery and what to be ready for after surgery. There are lots of logistics for the plastic surgery staff to go over with you, and it's good to know what to plan for. This includes estimates for downtime, wound care, and healing in general. Coupled with this discussion of expectations would be a frank talk about risks and possible complications, which are crucial to be aware of, but fortunately are relatively rare. And you might be offered a chance to view some pictures of other patients who have gone through a similar procedure to the one you are considering. These patients have given consent for their pictures to be seen and used to help others who are in the decision-making process they were once in. But it should be stressed that pictures of other patients are in no way meant to be taken as a guarantee or specific expectation for results. They are purely to be viewed as a guideline. The same goes for any computer-based predictive morphing software that might be utilized by the office. Often a consultation will include discussion of cost at some point, if it is self-pay, like for an aesthetic procedure, or even if it's an insurance-covered reconstructive procedure. This can be necessary information for the decision-making process as well. At a later date, consider a second consultation with the same physician, since it's hard to absorb everything in one visit. Many surgeons recommend or even require this because it benefits both parties. It also gives you some breathing room to mull things over, make decisions, and generate more targeted questions. Furthermore, you could also consider a consultation with a different surgeon if you didn't click well with the first one. It's helpful to make sure you can have a good rapport and relate well to the surgeon with good confidence in him or her because you will see a lot of them. They will have to carry you through the healing process and help you weather any complications which may occur, albeit rarely. They would also likely be the one you may go to years later to see if you need a touch-up procedure or to refine your results if desired. And while we're on the subject of surgeon choice, I frequently get asked who's the best for certain procedures. And the truth is that after the initial weed out of a few names of people whose talents lie elsewhere, amongst the remaining there will often be several surgeons who can do an excellent job for a procedure, not just one. Take that to heart. This is especially true if the procedure is a common one. The exception would be, of course, if it's a very specialized or unusual surgery or a revision of a revision, etc. At that point, the pool to choose from may be much smaller. Now that we've covered what would happen and what would be asked of you during a consultation, let's switch gears and talk about what you should be asking. To streamline this a bit, I've outlined 10 questions you could or should be asking of your surgeon and their team before having a procedure. The first may seem basic, but it's something you should at least know. Who will perform the procedure? You might expect it would be the surgeon, of course, but there are others who may play a part, such as an additional surgeon, a nurse, or a PA, meaning physician's assistant, or even an esthetician if it's a purely skin care treatment. 
Specialized sewing assistants who are well-trained and supervised can be very helpful in bigger surgeries as their participation reduces the time required for a patient to be under anesthesia. And there are many skilled and well-trained nurse injectors who work with the surgeon and are available for injectables like Botox and fillers. Secondly, is the surgeon board certified? Ideally, yes, but here's the key. In what specialty? A surgeon who is board certified in general surgery, for example, and performing tummy tucks is not a board certified plastic surgeon. Some non-plastic surgeons have been well trained enough that they can accomplish a good outcome surgically, but you should be informed of their true specialty, credentials, and training prior to scheduling the procedure in order to make your decision whether to proceed. Third, what is the surgeon's comfort level or experience with the planned procedure? Most will be quite frank with you and say they are very experienced or they have not done a lot of these. You can make your own judgment of their confidence level. Fourth, in case it hasn't already been discussed, is there anything special you need to do to prepare for the surgery, to maximize the outcome, and to minimize risks? An example might be stopping smoking four weeks prior to a breast reduction to reduce risk of healing problems from the tissues not getting enough oxygen flow after the incisions are made. Or to start pre-treating facial skin with certain products to condition it and improve results prior to a laser procedure or a facelift. The fifth question is, where will the procedure be performed? Will it be at an outpatient surgery center? A hospital? In the surgeon's office? And who is required to accompany you or take you home? And what happens if there's an emergency? Sixth, what type of anesthesia will be utilized or recommended, if any? Now, for more details about anesthesia options, please refer to episode number 37. Number seven, for the specific procedure planned, what will be the expected limitations or downtime? How much time should you take off work or exercise, for example? Will you need help for a while at home? Number eight, sometime before surgery, should you stop certain medications like blood thinners? You do not want to make this latter decision on your own, as there could be some serious repercussions. The ninth question is whether future maintenance treatments will be indicated or needed after your particular procedure. It's helpful to plan for these for many reasons. And lastly, number 10, what happens if there is a complication or you're just not happy with results? Will there be additional expenses incurred if further surgery is needed? If you're interested in hearing more about this last topic, please take a listen to episode number 32, which gives some guidance on why surgical outcomes may not turn out the way you had hoped and what to do if you're just not happy with the results. All in all, the consultation experience is potentially a great one as it gives you the chance to express your desires, to gain information from the surgeon, and see if the procedure possibilities can align well with those desires. You also have the opportunity to ask all the pertinent questions you need to get you to that comfortable place where you feel like you've made the right decision, whether it's to proceed or not to. And that's all anyone can ask for. Well, that's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed it and learned something too. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Please share this podcast with someone else who might be interested and while you're at it, check out the podcast website for related topics to explore. It's www.plasticsurgerydecoded.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Plastic Surgery Decoded.